Let's get back into it with our panel. Rocco Rossi, Kevin Cadet, Alyssa Freeman here on The Oakley Show. We've just been discussing how sometimes, you know, uh, it seems like we're sliding into a situation where there's entitlement and perhaps it's not earned, but uh, just expected. Or plagiarism. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, no, no. Uh, he corrected the attribution, or I did for him within like 30 minutes, so uh, he's still on safe ground. You know, I wanted to bring up, just quickly, because I was reading this piece in the Post, and uh, it has to do with Humberg College. Uh, they're offering this new pay-what-you-can soup bar, and this is in the interest of feeding the hungry students, where I guess it's positioned that students go hungry, and therefore they can't really uh, study with a clear mind or uh, with the required vitality. 900 students a day are fed for free, or whatever they can afford to chip in. Now, they do qualify it by saying this is rescued food and food byproducts that... As the Feed It Forward website puts it, is blemished but perfectly edible. On this campaign, though, uh, and the author in the post piece, uh, Marnie Supkoff, is suggesting, no pun intended there, Supkoff, free Supkoff, uh, she was saying that this may just lead to uh, a lack of responsibility because there are certain rites of passage when you're a student. You're eating craft dinner. Mac no and, soup cup for you. Yeah, okay. Uh, that pun didn't work the first time, Rocco. Why you went to the well again, I have no idea. I was actually going to try it, Rocco, but thanks. Right. It, it was lame off the hop, and you doubled down. Good work, Rocco. Now you know why he never became mayor. All right. All right. He's making a real stew of this. Yes. Oh. Okay, okay. Uh, did you want to do something about ragu here before we get no, going? No, I'm, I'm going to refrain. Okay, but the idea, though, that there would be a free soup kitchen for the students uh because somehow they need that helping hand. Is that counterproductive, or is it something that uh, makes perfect sense to you, Alyssa? It makes perfect sense to me. Listen, being a student is hard enough. Um, funding your own education can be hard enough, and there's a lot of people who do do that. So I think I think that if you take one thing off the table, that you don't have to worry about a kid going hungry. Like I have to believe that there was some thought given to this, where maybe they did a, a student referendum, or they asked and they said, you know, do you do you have enough money to eat, or do you you know do you find that students are not eating enough? So you know if you get kids kid if you get if you give kids soup i don't see any problem with it it's not a, a full meal and then after you say it, it's blemish food and i don't even know what the heck else you called it but yeah. it's distressed it may not be distressed you know, know i'm not even sure that even i want to have the free soup but i don't see a problem with it because everybody <clears throat> deserves all right it. but it was i guess again the subtext of which is i don't think it means that they're not going to do well in life because they got free soup well is it a case of our uh, sort of incrementally making our way to the first topic again comes to mind free transit uh you know <sighs> Whatever else may be added to that list, it could get to grow in the next generation. Kevin Gadet, you see any uh, red yeah, I, flags? I struggle with a couple of aspects of the story. W- one of the benefits of this program, though, is there really is an issue with how much food does get disposed of from uh, restaurants, uh, uh, grocery stores, and how much of that really is waste, and how it could be better better used and and and, and put put to better use. Whether or not students is the best place to do that, but good for them, I guess, for organizing it. The story didn't mention, though, whether or not other money goes into the program. There's an opportunity cost to other program spending. It kind of implies that it's all free, but I'm not sure that's completely accurate. Right. But I do worry about, this reminds me of, you know, Toronto District School Board, where there's free meals in the morning for everybody, and we've got this, we're increasingly in this place where 
everything is free for everybody. So, so first of all, it's free. It's free breakfast, and I guess now it's going to be free. Now it's a free lunch at university, and I guess we just need to feed everybody all the time. And oh. uh, well, what, you say oh, but we, we we've gone from. Yeah, but well, those you kids who well, have we, those we, we, free breakfasts, no. a lot of them don't get breakfast. A lot of them don't get no. food. I don't think that these... I think, I think it's a very... Them. But not all of them. Yeah, but I, I think it's a very tenuous line. I think it's a very tenuous... Then tell your kid not to take the food. I do but, tell her uh, not uh, to uh, take okay, the food. Okay, so there. So, But there's a very tenuous line, I think, for somebody that you give a free breakfast and is going to expect free transit. And it's interesting, you know, my, my son just got back from two years in London, England, teaching in an inner city... Um, school uh, there uh, where there is a program and every kid is entitled because it's a very poor neighborhood. Every kid is entitled to uh, free breakfast out of the 110 of the, the classes who were entitled to it. When he um, started there, only 10 kids were using it. The other kids um, didn't um, because they were afraid it would shame them. Uh, that they would be seen as poor, and 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 they they the notion that they would automatically be kind of freeloaders uh, is just not the case. Even and these are young kids; these are grades seven, eight, and nine equivalent. Um, and it actually took him two years. He, he then took over the program uh, and created a whole bunch of programs. One of the reasons why I'm so proud of him. Um, and by the end of two years, there were 75 out of the 110. But they were also doing their clubs there, and it was used as a as a way to take the stigma away from from taking the meal because he was seeing those kids kind of drop nodding off over the course of the day and not being able to get through their studies. So there, it was making a fundamental difference in these kids' lives. So I'm look at I'm, I'm mindful there are benefits that accrue to some of these programs for those individuals for whom they don't have access to these things. But I do worry that there are also other things in play, though, that are a little more insidious, which are erode liberty. So you can't choose for yourself what you're going to feed your kid anymore because peanut butter is disallowed and, and peanuts. And maybe the, that's the bad example because there's health issues. But you can't bring in a cookie because you're going to get a note back from the teacher to be cookie shamed because it's not on the healthy diet. Or So we're getting to this place where there's this imposition by the state to tell you, aside from just providing relevant or reasonable services, as to what is right for you, how and when to live your life. Yeah, and that's a different. And that's. I a, think that that's. A, a I think that's topic. a good point, but I think yeah. that is a different conversation. And and as a parent who just got out of that school system, yeah. it drove me bananas, which I think we're accepting. And I want to. I want to give a shout out to to <laughs> Second Harvest on the first point yeah. that. Um, that Kevin made because they 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 are starting a program and they're working with the different grocers and restaurants across the province in multiple communities to make sure that we're cutting down on on the food that is being wasted and that that is being put to use. So good on good on them to make sure that we're not uh, continuing this wasteful uh, behavior. All right, as a let me society. come back and uh, you know just pick up on this thread anyway, where a special dispensation or consideration is given uh, in the interests of compassion, but in some cases it may be counterproductive, even counterintuitive. There's a story of the killer of this young girl near Woodstock, Tori Stafford, has now been sent not to a prison, a medium, or even a minimum security prison, but instead to a healing lodge in Saskatchewan, and the family is livid. They just found out about it. Uh, I'm going to discuss that here with our panel. Kevin Gaudet, Alyssa Freeman, and Rocco Rossi next on The Oakley Show, Global News Radio 640 Toronto.